one on this first Monday after Kabbalah Sater. And this is certainly a way to be Um, We are doing Nasai Hay from Chelek Yud Ches. Um, and Tzipa sent the Sicha in the chat because we're using a version of the Hebrew that I'm not sure. I didn't check this morning if they already posted on the project, but it's not the same version that the project would post on their um, on their website. So look in the chat. Thank you, Tzipa, as always, for all of the back-end machinations. We're learning in the Schuss of Rav Yosef Yitzchak ben Simachasia that he should have a Rafur Shalema. Miyad Nisi. It's a Rashi Sicha, and uh, it would be best if everybody's able to um, get a Chomish, and we'll take a look at the Psukim and the Rashis that the Rebbe is referring to. It'll be a lot easier to follow along the Sicha. Um, so we're in Parshas Nasai. We're in Perek Zion 7. Can Sipa post it again for some of us that came in later so the chat isn't showing it? It looks like she's going to do that right now. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you. You Sipa. want it on the Zoom chat or you want it on the WhatsApp chat? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What you put in the WhatsApp chat, is that the right Sicha? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I printed that already. Okay. I'm sorry. I have it. Okay. But maybe Sipa's a good idea to put it in for those that did not um, know that it was there or whatever. All right, so um, the Psukim are telling us about the offerings of the Nesim. And specifically in Pasuk Yud, the leaders, the Nesim, brought forward offerings for the inauguration or the consecration of the Mizbeach, specifically for the Mizbeach. And in Pasuk Yud Aleph, we learn by Yom Hashem Al Meishen Nasi Echad LaYom Nasi Echad LaYom Yakrivos Korbanim LeChanukas Hamizbeach. That every day another Nasi should bring their particular Korbanos for the Chanukas Hamizbeach. And in Pasuk Yud Beis, we learn about the first, and that was Vaya Nachshain Ben Aminada from Yehuda, and the Torah tells us what he brought, and then. In Pasuk Yudches, which is what we're going to be focusing on, Yudches, Yudches, we learn about the offerings of Nisanel ben Sur, who was the Nasi of Yisachar. And then the Torah tells us what he brought. And we're going to look at Rashi on Yudches. So, um, he brought forward his offering, Karas Kesef Achas, one silver tray. Rashi says, Minyan Asiyasav, Bigamatria, Toftov Kuflamid. The letters of the word Karas Kesef are numerically equivalent to 930. This corresponds to the years of Adamarishan, the years that he lived. Shleshimumea Mishkala, its weight was 130. Alshem She Kishahemitoldas. Likim Ailam, when Adam fathered his children to sustain the world, Ben Kuflamit Shanahaya, he was 130 years old. 
going to the next deeper maschel misrak misrak echad kesef, one silver bowl, bigamatria tough kuf chaf. The numerical value is five hundred and twenty. Al shem noyach shehem mitayladayis ben tuf kuf shana. He fathered his progeny at the age of five hundred. And the 20, the Chaf, alludes to the 20 years by which the decree for the flood preceded his children. Then we go to Shivim Shekel. Rashi says, Shivim Shekel. Corresponding to the 70 nations which emerged from Noyach's sons. Continuing to Rashi, Chaf, Kaf Achas, one spoon. This corresponds to the Torah. The Torah was given from the hand of Hashem, and kaf can mean a spoon. Kaf also means the palm or the hand. How much did the spoon weigh? Asara zahav, 10 gold shkalim. This corresponds to the Ten Commandments. Malaya Kitaris, it was filled with incense. Gematria Shal Kitaris Taryag. The Gematria of Kitaris is 613 on the condition that you convert the Kuf into a Dalit by using the, um, the protocol known as Atbash, where you swap out the Aleph for Tav, the base for Shin, and so on and so forth. Par Echad, Keneged Avraham. This is Rashi Chaf Aleph. One young bull corresponds to Avraham Avinu. Ayel Echad, the Ayel, the ram, corresponds to Yitzhak. Kebes Echad corresponds to Yaakov. In Rashi Chaf Beis, Seir Izim, Lechapel Mechiras Yosef, to atone for the sale of Yosef, where the brothers slaughtered a goat. And for the peace offering, sacrifice to oxen. This corresponds to Moshe and Aaron, who made peace between Bnei Israel and their father in heaven. Elim atudim kvasim, rams, goats, sheep. These three species of animals correspond to the Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim, and correspond to the Torah that is divided between Torah and Nevi'im Ksuvim, and correspond to Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. Then Rashi continues, three fives, meaning that you have to bring five of each one of these species. This corresponds or correlates with Keneged Chamisha Chumashim, correspond to the five Chumashim, the Chamesha Sadibras Aksuvan Aluach Echad, and to the five commandments that were written on one tablet, the Chamisha Aksuvan Alasheni, and five commandments written on the other. Ad Khan, until here, Miyusoide Shal Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan. Rashi says, until here, my remarks are taken from the commentary of Rabbi Moshe Hadarshan. So that's the um, the psukim and the rashis that the Rebbe bases the sicha on. And now we're going to start the sicha. Nasai hei chilek yutches, seif aleph. Welcome, Hannah Kaplun. The parshas karbanis hanasim, etzel hanasi hasheni. 
So in the Parsha that deals with the offerings that the Nasiim brought, by the second Nasi, maybe Rashi, Rashi brings and he brings from the commentary from the treatise of that the details of the Karbanais that the Nasiim brought allude to various concepts, to various uh, inyanim. Ka'aras kesef, the silver, let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. I think it's bowl, but um, nope, it's a silver tray. Ka'aras kesef, he bigamatria tough, tough kuflamid, that the silver tray, those words, is a gematria of 930, which corresponds to the years that Adam Arishan live. Mizrak, Mizrak Echad Kesef, and the silver bowl, one silver bowl, Al Shem Noyach. So it's a gematria of 520, and we did the whole Rashi. Kaf Achas and the silver spoon, the one spoon or one hand is corresponding to the Torah. Par echad, ayel echad, kebes echad, him knegra avais. The bull, the... No, let me just make sure. The ram. Hold on a minute. The bull, the ram, and the sheep are knegra Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Seir izim l'chapra mechiras Yosef, the one goat uh, atones for the selling, the sale of Yosef. And the shlamim that were brought to rams, and then there were five of the following three animals, rams, goats, and sheep. And the Rebbe asks, Madua Bichlal Mitsayin Rashis Haramazim Shabakarbonis Hanasiim, Shahim Remezudrush, Boida Shapirusha Hubiderhapshat. Why is Rashi at all involving himself in unpacking the illusions that are found in the offerings of the Nasiim, which are clearly illusory or medrash, when he himself cites that his derech is derech hapshat? So why is he involving himself with this? The im olav and if he is going to go in this direction, madua dafka So why doesn't he start with the first, um, with the first nasi, with what um, the first nasi of Shevet Yehuda, Nachsha ben did? Why does he start here? The Rebbe says, I've already explained this once at great length, and you could see in the footnote where exactly. That Rashi brings this entire commentary on everything that is alluded to in the Karbanais of the Nesim, because what's difficult for Rashi, Rashi is trying to reconcile that the Torah is bringing the same information by each Nasi, meaning 12 times. And the Torah repeats all the details of all the offerings, although they were all exactly the same. 
אם החל בנוסי השני, הייסה תרא מרס אצל כל נוסי שהקרבנוסף הם כשל הנוסי הראשון. It would have been enough if, starting with the second נוסי, the Torah would have simply said, ditto, exactly like what was said above, and continued to do this 12 times. לפיכך, מסיק רשי, Therefore, Rashi concludes, Shalachol Nasi Hayu Bahavaz Karbonai Kavanais Veramazim Shainim Behetem Lemahus Shiftai. Therefore, Rashi concludes that with each Nasi in his bringing of the offerings, this Nasi had different intentions. There were different illusions embedded in his offerings that were different from the other Nasiim. They were in consonance with the mehut, with the um, with the particular essence of that shevet. And if you understand that, then you understand that every nasi shevet was actually different. And therefore, the Torah repeats the karbanes for each nasi, because in fact, it's different. Maybe the physical things that were offered are the same, but the intentions, which is really the heart and soul of a carbon, are different. And in brackets, the Rabbi says, Rashi may be rak remas echad lechol sukorban. In fact, Rashi only brings one illusion for every type of carbon. Rashi brings us kind of one prototype. And with this, he addresses the way in which the Torah repeats it 12 times. But this is like a medrash. But this is a different style than what the medrash does. The medrash delineates a different illusion for every single aspect of the karbanis that were brought. explains because Rashi is bringing something general, something that is clearly, something that is overarching, that can then be subdivided by each shevet, by each nasi. So Rashi is giving us kind of categories, and then each nasi subdivides within that category. As is explained, the Rebbe tells us where in the Kutuzichas he treats this at great uh, length or in great depth. Seif Beis. Okay, so the Rebbe asked a um, kind of a, a global question on what Rashi is doing here. Why is he going in this direction? It seems to be that it's Remez, it's Drush, it's not Pshat. Um, and he explains that Rashi is bothered by the fact that the Torah repeats the same thing 12 times. And so he's explaining that it's not so simple, that although it seems like it's the same information, but really the underbelly of what was brought, the, 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 what's, what's right beneath it are the kavanis that are different. And Rebbe points out that while the Medrash actually gives us different information regarding the kavanis for each one of the shvatim, Rashi does this only once, right here, by the second day, by the second nasi, the Nasi Nisanel, 
of Yisachar. And from this, we understand that there were subsidiary uh, kavanahs from for each karb, for each nasi for each shevet separately. Base. Now the Rebbe is going to begin to ask a whole bunch of questions on the individual aspects. Achyesh lahavin, but we have to understand. Move on. It's understood that all of these allusions that Rashi has laid out for us in all of the details of the karbanos of each nasi, this is not just a um, motley collection of, of stuff, of inyanim, of concepts. But rather, all of the details are exactly that, details that emerge from one overarching theme. They're all thematically linked. And, and in fact, we see in the Medrash, before delineating all of the subsidiary allusions and all the details, First, the Medrash gives you kind of the, the, the main point or the theme of all of the illusions for whatever nasi it is. For instance, the Medrash says that Nachshin is about melucha, al seidaha melucha, nisanel al shem hataya kaduma. So Nachshin is all about melucha, it's Shevet Yehuda. Nisanel, who Shevet Yisachar, we know had the greatest concentration of Torah scholars, al shem Torah, etc., etc. So the first question that the Rebbe asks in the Se'if is, But what Rashi did here, we don't immediately, we don't obviously see that they're all thematically connected. It seems like a jumble of information. This goes to this, this goes to that, but it seems kind of random. Now, the Rebbe says, There's a Medrash that says that everything that the Nesim brought correlates to the generations between Adam Arishan until the time of the Mishkan, and it also correlates with the mitzvahs that were given to that generation. Like is explained there, Shakaras Kesef, Remezes la Adam Harishan, Mizrak Lenayach Vachule. So Karas Kesef, the silver tray is an allusion to Adam Harishan, Mizrak Lenayach, the bowl is for Nayach, etc. Lich Ayra, seemingly, Nitan Hayalaymar, we could say, Shazuhi Hanakuda Haklolish al Haramazim Shemevi Rashi. So we could say, ah, this is what Rashi is doing. Because it does seem that he is um, delineating the different generations. Because he mentions Adam Arishon Noyach He mentions Adam Arishon and the generations that came after him, Noyach and the generations that came after, Shivim Umais, the 70 nations that came out of Adam, uh, Noyach's children, Ha'avois, Yasef, Moshev, Aaron. So we're good. So we understand what Rashi is doing. And Rashi also alludes to the mitzvahs they were given. 
Rashi alludes to Torah, to Aseris Hadibris, to Tariyag Mitzvahs, to Tariyag It's all there. But the Rebbe says, not so fast. First of all, if you were to embrace this explanation that the theme, the overarching theme of Rashi is the generations and the mitzvahs that were given to the particular generations, we have two problems. We have Aleph, She'elas Maharal. We have the, the, the Shaila that the Maharal of Prague asks, Okay, good. It's nice that you um, found a theme, and that is that it's generational. But what's the connection between Adam Arishan and Noyach to the Indian of Chanukah Samizbeach and Chanukah Samishka? And Beis Lefizeh, if you're going to go according to this idea that it's arranged chronologically by the Dairis, then they have to appear chronologically. So then why do you interrupt the flow between Nayach and Avram by inserting kaf achas that the one spoon correlates or alludes to the Torah? That's chronologically later. The Torah was given in the time of Meshach and Aaron. So the Rebbe says, it's difficult to, to say that Rashi's overarching theme is the chronological um, listing of the generations that start from Adam Arishan and end with the, the Mishkan. First of all, the Maharal asks a question, and we don't really have a good answer, which is what is the shaykhis between Adam and Nayakh, etc., to the Mishkan? And second, there seems to be a glitch or an interruption in the chronological flow. Gimel. The Rebbe says, and on top of this, I have two additional questions. Aleph. On the words, one spoon that weighed 10 shkalim, Mifarish Rashi, Rashi explains, that this alludes to or correlates with the Torah that was given with the kaf through the hand of Hashem, and asarazav, and it weighed 10 coins, connected asaraz hadibas. And after this, and says that the elim atudim mikvasim, the the these three categories of animals are keneget and the fact that you have to bring five of each one of these animals keneget. This correlates to chamisha chumshin to the five chumashim. The Chamesh Hadibras Aksub Maloach Echad, and the five commandments that are written on one uh, tablet, the Chamesh, and the five that were written on another. Now the Chabbat says, Why do you need two different offerings that allude to the same thing? And why do you need two allusions to Saras Hadibras? That's number one question. And Bayes, the second question is, Meloshin Rashi al Elim Atudim Kvasim, on the words that Rashi brings down 
on these three um, <coughs> categories of animals that were brought, Rashi brings down Keneged Kehanim Malavim Yisraelim, that these are connected the three categories of Jews. But Rashi doesn't say, as you would expect, Davar or there are those that say. In other words, Rashi gives us two different allusions in one fell swoop without recognizing seemingly that he's doing that. Move on. It's understood. So because Rashi doesn't write or there are those that say that it's actually but he just lists them with no pause. This teaches us that this is one perush. It's not two different perushim. The illusion to be found in the three categories of animals. There's a few words missing here in the sicha, so you might want to fill it in. It includes and also the Tamua, and the Rebbe says this is a wonder. How can three categories allude to six different things? Both to Kaihanim Levim Yisraelim and also to Tayr Nevim Aksuvim. How does that uh, how does that correlate? Dalit. Rabbi has more questions. After he explains what the illusion is, that these three types of animals are an allusion to the three types of Jews and the three aspects of Tanakh, who then he explains what's the illusion in the fact that they brought five of each sort of animal. Why didn't they bring three? Why didn't they bring six? Why didn't they bring ten? What's the illusion in five? So there were three sets of five, and they're they're connected, they correlate, they correspond to three things that are five. Chamisha Chumshin. Number one, they correspond to the five chumashim. The chamesha dibras haksuvin aluach echad. Then the second five animals corresponds to the five dibras written on one, on one side. The chamesha haksuvin al sheni, and the five that are written on the other side. The Rebbe says, "Yesh lahavin." We have to understand. Aleph, haremesh al shleish hachamishiyos. The illusion um, of five chumashim is not really corresponding to all three. Because only one of all the things that 
Rashi says the three types, the three species of animals corresponds to, only one is subdivided in five. Kiloimar, this is to say, so this teaches us that in bringing these three types of species, specifically in the number of five, Ramuz Inyan Naisaf. Five comes to teach a whole new limut, a new illusion. That is connected to the number five. It's not understood. So why this additional overlay? Why is it necessary to bring a whole new limud in the number chamesh, in the number five? We already have three, and we know that the Torah is divided in three parts. Tanakh is divided in three parts. Why do we need the five? And Bayes, Rashi Masbir al Shleish Chamishiyos Tchila Chamisha Chumshin. So, in explaining the three fives, he begins with saying that there are five Chumashim. Virak Achar Kach Chamesh Hadibris, and only afterwards does he treat the ten utterances, the ten Dibris, the ten commandments. Mikach move on. So, from the order in which he brings it, we understand. That when he talks about the dibras, when he talks about the commandments, when he talks about the utterances, he is not referencing the aseris hadibras as they are engraved on the tablets, but rather to the Aseris HaDibras, as they are written in the five Chumashim, in the Teresh HaBiksav. How do we know that Rashi is referencing the Aseris HaDibras as they're written in the, in the Chumash? Because the Luchas were given before the, the Chumash, before the Teresh. So if he was referring to the actual dibris as they were engraved on the tablets, he should have started with that. He should have led with that and then spoken of the Hamisha Chumashim. And now the Rebbe says, ah, so you're going to say, how can you say that because Rashi uses the Lushen of Luchais, it seems that he's very specifically talking about as they were engraved on the tablets. So the Rebbe says, that this does not, um, this does not contradict Rashi's words when he says the five dibras that are written on one tablet and the five dibras that are written on the second tablet. Why? Because the, the division of the Aseris HaDibras to two different tablets is not exclusively a reference to the way in which they were written physically on two different tablets, al shnei luches nifradim. Ella, but rather, chaluka b'teichan. 
we're talking about the way in which they were divided conceptually. And the Rebbe gives us a few ways in which the two sets are divided conceptually. The first is that the first five are mitzvahs ase. And the Rebbe says in parentheses, and don't be tripped up by what seems to be negative verbiage, loy alponai and loy sisa shema vayalakecha. He says, because him siifim shalanoichi vayalakecha, because these aspects that seem to be written in the negative, like a loisa say, they are merely clauses under the positive mitzvah of anoichi Hashem alakecha. And that's a whole other discussion because Anechi Hashem doesn't seem to be a commandment. It seems to be an assertion, an announcement. But be that as it may, not for now. Um, the Rebbe says that the first five are positive. And the, and the second five are negative commandment. Another possibility of distinguishing between the first five and the second five is that the first five are in the main about the way in which we have to comport ourselves with Hashem, our relationship between a person and Hashem. And in parentheses, Rebbe says, and even the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im is connected to Ben Adam Lamakim. And the Rebbe cites the very well-known that there are three partners in the conception of a person, and there's um, some words that are that are repeated here. Kemaimer Chazal, like 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 Chazal teaches. And so we learn from this that the Torah is, in some way, saying that aim is equal to the cover that you have to have for Hashem. And then the second five, and the second five, Ben Adam Lachaveray are about how we have to act towards another person. We have to understand, so we have already had an allusion to how the Torah is divided into five, not just the kap achas, the general allusion to Torah, so why do we need a second allusion to the Aseris Hadibris, an additional allusion to the Aseris Hadibris that are written specifically in the Chumash, as opposed to we already had an allusion to Aseris Hadibris because the Kaf Achas weighed the same amount as 10 coins. And Rashi told us that 10 coins is an allusion to Aseris Hadibris. So we have two allusions to Torah. We have two allusions to Aseris Hadibris. Why do we need both? Hey. Kedei Lahavinzais, in order to understand, to answer all the questions, Yesh Lahakdim She'ela Klalas Al-Karbonais Hanasiyah. We have to preface with a general question, an overarching question regarding the karbanais that the Nesim brought. Karbanais elu shel hanasim. These karbanais that these psukim are talking about, loy haya, loy hayu nedava lemishkan bechlal. 
they were not an offering or a donation to the Mishkan in a general sense, like the wagons that the Nesim brought and other things. Ella, but rather, they were specifically for the inauguration of the Mizbeach. And the inauguration of the Mizbeach was effectuated specifically through the offerings that were brought on the Mizbeach. The flour that was mixed with oil that was brought as a korba mincha, the ketayres, the oila, chatas, ushlamim. The Rebbe lists the different offerings that were brought on the korban, on the mizbeach, sorry, with which the mizbeach was inaugurated. Imkach, if so, ain muvan, it's not understood. Madua ain matchila hatayr bepirut sugim elu shehukrivu ala mizbeach. So why doesn't the Torah lead with delineating the different karbanais that were brought on the Mizbeach? What does it begin with? It begins, Ella, Ella but rather it begins, It begins with listing the vessels. It begins with listing the silver tray. Then it talks about a silver bowl. And it talks about an alligator fashion, upirut mishkolam shalakelim, and it actually even um, lists exactly how much these vessels weighed, v'shavyam ki'iluhem ha'ikar b'chanukah And it even tells us what the weight correlates to, v'kachgam l'gabi kav achas, it tells us how much shava kesef, the, the silver spoon weighed, as if, as if it was these different accoutrements or um, paraphernalia, these that these kalim were the main thing in the Chanukah It seems odd that the terrorists should lead with this. The Rebbe says we can only understand it by understanding what is the main Indian in a Mizbeach. So the explanation to all of the questions that we asked before, and this last question, which is why does the Torah lead with what seems to be just ancillary? These are like, these these kalim are just to help you bring the carbon, but they're not the carbonized. So why would the Torah lead with this? So the Rebbe says, move on bepashtos. It's understood simply. We have to take it for granted. It has to be that all the illusions that are found in the Karbanais that were brought to inaugurate the Mizbeach and the Mishkan have to be very, very clearly and very profoundly connected to the Indian of a Mizbeach. Bahem through these mizbatas tachlis hamizbeach the hakabanais hamukravim alav. Through this, that the, all the psukim is delineating the things that the Nesim brought. Through them is expressed the main goal of a mizbeach and the karbanais that are brought upon a mizbeach. Kuloimar. This is to say, kasher krivu hanesim es karbanam lechanukas hamizbeach. When the Nesim brought 
these different offerings. They ordered their offerings very specifically. And they brought it in a very specific number. The Nesim were bringing offering to inaugurate the Mizbeach. They did so, the Rebbe says, with great precision. They ordered them very precisely. They brought it in the number that's very precise because in all of this is alluded the novelty of a Mizbeach on what preceded the Mizbeach historically. What is the, the Maila? What is the superlative uh, quality of the Karbonais that were brought on the Mizbeach in the Mishkan juxtaposed on the Karbonais that were brought before Matan What's the difference? Mataras ha mishkan bechlalhi kimeforish bepasuk vaasuli mikdash veshachanti besecha. The whole purpose of the mishkan, as it says very clearly in the pasuk, is you should make for me a sanctified place so that I can rest amongst you. Hachanas makayim lahashras hashchina begaloi. The whole purpose of making a mishkan was to prepare. For Hashem resting his Shechina in an obvious and revealed way. And so much so that the Mishkan and every aspect of the Mishkan became holy. And so, if this is the general idea of the Mishkan, then this is also. The central idea of the Mizbeach. Because the Mizbeach made possible for every Jew to take an otherwise pedestrian animal and to make of it a holy offering to Hashem. And it was clear and obvious to see with their eyes that the animal was transformed and became holy. How? Through bringing the animal on the altar, and fire would come down from heaven, and it consumed the korban. So it was very clear to see what was happening. But in order to bring B'nai Yisrael to this pu'ula, to this um, to this happening, to this to to this, help me, somebody, um, to 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 this um, action, heviu hanesim shnei sugim shoyim shel kabanis. The nesim actually brought two different categories, two different types of carbonate. In other words, it wasn't a simple thing, the whole idea of a carbon. 
This was the first time in history that Bnei Yisrael saw that that a fire is coming down from heaven. So to lead up to this, to inaugurate this new uh, event. event, thank you, and, and this new possibility, the Nisim brought two different types of karbonis. The first category of karbonis, hanirmas bekelem, is alluded to not through animals, but through the kelem, through the vessels, through the paraphernalia. These were the vessels that the karbonis mincha were put in, the kataris was put in. So first they brought these karbonis. They brought it to the mizbeach that was in the mishkan. I'm sorry, no. It should be a period. So they first they brought the kalim, and they brought the mincha and the ketaris that was that was that were in them. These were types of karbonos that were brought earlier, before there was a mezbeach in the mishkan. Because they allude to the fact that before the mishkan, there was also this concept, there was this notion, there was a possibility of bringing karbonos. But there was not this discernible, this obvious sign that revealed and pointed to the fact that Hashem Shechina was there. And what was an obvious sign? That a fire came down from before Hashem and consumed the karbonis. So harem is lakach. So what alludes to this prior category of karbonis, this prior time in history? Bekelim, in that in the ves, in in the in the vessels, ubekarbonishabahem, and in the mincha and the kataris that were brought in these kalim. Why? Because ein royim shinui begoloi. Because in these karbonis, in these kalim, and in the offerings that are brought within them you don't see a revealed, discernible change. There was no fire that came down from Hashem. Look at footnote 28, Belashem Chassidus, to say it in, in, in more in the, in, the, in the terminology of Chassidus, it was a kli, it was a vessel that covered and obscured the light that was within it. There was no discernible change in those karbanis. Shaina mikach, but different from this, is hasug hasheni shel hakarbanis. The second category, the oila and the chatas that that the nesiim brought. Shehem ba'asmam, oy chelik mehem chelav adam mukravim. Either the whole animal was brought up, or parts of the animal, the fat and the blood, were, were brought up. The chal bahem shinui. And there was a discernible change, a transformation. Al through bringing up these parts of the animals, or or um, sprinkling the blood on the mizbeach, 
And a fire came down from before Hashem and consumed these carbonas. And this idea, this these two categories of carbonas, these two um, eras in history, are also alluded to in the category or in the hierarchy in, in, in the categories within the hierarchy of the world of which these carbonas were were brought. The carbonis that were in vessels, the mincha and the katayas, they're not from the category of living things. So we know there's daimim, sameach, chai, and medaber. The mincha and the katayas were not from chai. Another way of saying it, she'eni keres behem you don't see the vivifying force within them. But the second category of carbon is himchai. They're, they're living animals. This is to allude that through the mishkan, more generally, and through the mizbeach, more specifically, nishacha hamala shalasras hashchina begoli, there was the novelty of Hashem resting his shechina, his presence, in a revealed way. The fire that comes down from Hashem, the resting of Hashem's presence, transforms something inanimate, something pedestrian, to something alive and something that is holy. Zayin. Hamala shebemishkan ubemizbeach laachar matan teira. So this superlative quality that the mishkan brought and the mizbeach that brought after matan teira. Nichleles bepashtos ba'amira shebematan teira ne'ayu Yisrael mamlaches koyanim v'goi kadosh. We could say that most generally and simply, this is expressed by B'nai Yisrael being referred to a Matan to a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, Kadesh. V'lachain nitanais lahem gam mitzvahs hamikachais as cheftas hamitzvahs atzmai. And because they were transformed to become a holy nation, therefore, they now have the capability and the possibility of transforming, of sanctifying the actual objects with which they do mitzvahs. And this is in such an obvious way that even the proverbial Ben Chamesh Lemikra can understand and see how these things are transformed into holy objects. The Rebbe says, Although in the main, this possibility only opened up with Matan Torah, 
Kasher Yisrael when Bnei Yisrael were transformed into a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, and they were commanded regarding the 613 mitzvahs, but still in all, there was something of this possibility, of this capability. It, it already it already existed in some increment by the first Jew, Avram Avinu, and that's why he was commanded on the mitzvah of Mila, a covenant in your flesh, and this was Kedivri Rashi, like Rashi explains why Avram Avinu asked Eliezer to swear on his bris, it was a chayfet shel mitzvah. It was already a physical object of a mitzvah. Bekach, through understanding this, muzbar haseder shaboy mitzayin rashi is harimazim shebekarbonis hanasim. We can now better understand the order in which Rashi brings us the allusions that are embedded in the karbonis that the nasiim brought. Miyasodish la rabbi Moshe hadarshan. So even though he brings it from Rabbi Meisha Hadarshan, underscored Hadarshan, that it's Medrash, but it's Medrash that's very close to Pshat. And now we can understand the order. That in the order that Rashi brings it, we can discern a pattern of two different typologies. <clears throat> those things that come from the category of the inanimate, the flower, and the various spices of the Kataris. <speaking in Hebrew> Rashi correlates those with the generations surrounding Adam and Noyach and the 70 nations that came. That came. <speaking in Hebrew> because in that time and in their, in their lives, <speaking> in <Hebrew> You don't see the vivifying force, the ability to transform <clears throat> physical to, mat to material to divine and sublime. But those um, things that are connected to living, meaning the animals that they brought, he correlates this with the Jews, starting with Avram Avinu, va'ad le'Moshe va'Aaron, and including Moshe and Aaron, kehanim le'Viim ve'Yisraelim. So, whereas before it wasn't readily discernible, what is Rashi's overarching theme? Right. Remember, we said the Rebbe said that the Medrash seems to be thematically listing these different allusions in in the chronological order. But you remember the Rebbe brought two questions on that. First of all, the Maral wants to know what's the connection between Adam and Noyach and the Mishkan, Bechlal. And second, there's an interruption in the chronological flow by inserting Avram Avinu there. But now we understand what Rashi is doing. He's talking about what is the main uftu, what is the main, the novel uh, what is accomplished through the Mizbeach. And he's teaching us that what's accomplished with the Mizbeach is the transformation 
of the physical into something godly, into something that's Kaddish. And he correlates the transformation of that, which is from the level of Doimim to the generations before Matantar. And then the Chai, the animals, have to do with after Matantar, with specifically with Mamleches Koyanim Vigoy Kaddish. But Avram Avinu is inserted because the Rebbe is teaching us that starting from Avram, there was already the Ame'ain, there was already um, an aspect of this transformation that was possible. Ches. Adayan Nishar built movement. The Rebbe says, but we still have some outstanding things that have to be explained. Lefiza. So based on what we've explained so far, based on the thesis that the Rebbe is setting forth as to what Rashi is teaching us, so for sure, So now we have a new question. If, as the Chabas already now explained to us, that we're talking about two different eras before, before Matantar and after Matantar, before Matantar, it's a level of Doimim, we don't have the chai, we don't have the vivifying force, the ability to transform. But after Matantaria, we do, that's why we have all the animals. But now we have a new question. Rashi brought down that the kaf achas is the Torah. How could you say that the Torah that brought the ability to transform is correlated with something in the daimim category, in the inanimate? The Torah is the fuel of transformation, of chayus. How can you say that it's diamond? So the explanation is as follows. Rashi is very specific and he says, Shekaf achas he keneged hatayra shenitna miyadai shalakadish baraku. That the kaf achas, the spoon, correlates to the Torah that was given through the hand of Hashem. Now, if you learn the Rashi, I'll be shot, meaning the way anybody else would read this Rashi. So what, what Rashi is pointing out is that kaf, which means a spoon, also kaf also means a palm, the hand, and the Torah was given through the agency of Hashem's hand, as it were. But the Rebbe is saying that what, what Rashi is teaching, in addition, is it's the kavana here, what, what's, what's being referenced here is not the Torah generally. But it's talking specifically about the luchais because it's only the luchais about which we find that it was given by the hand of Hashem. Everything else Hashem dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu came down, he wrote it down, and so on and so forth. But by saying that it's nitna miyada shalakadish baruchu, it's talking specifically about the luchis. The kach ba'amra yasara zohav kenegada seres hadibras, melea kataris gematri tarigamitsus. All of this, ain hu miskaven la seres hadibras to tarigamitsus kshala atzma, ela lekaf. He's not talking, he's not alluding to, his intention is not 
the Aseris Hadibras, or the Tariga Mitzvahs most generally. But specifically, Likhaf, to that which was given with Hashem's hand, Leluchais, to the actual Luchais, to the Luchais, the way in which is embedded in them all of the Tariag Mitzvahs, Kalaimar. The luchais include aser sadibers. And just like the kaf was melea with keteris, just like the spoon was filled with incense, so are the aser sadibers on the luchais filled with tariq mitzvahs. Like Rashi already taught us in Parshat Mishpatim, Shakol Tariq Mitzvahs, Bechlal Aser Sadibra, saying that all the 613 mitzvahs can be found embedded in the Aser Sadibra. The Kavan Shakaf Achas, who remes Latayer Kafisha Nitna Miyodai Shalakadish Baruchu. And now that we understand that the Kaf Achas is a remes to the terror, the way it was given from Hashem's hand, Lachain he Nechleles Besukarishan. Now we understand why it's in the first category with the inanimate. To that which is connected to daimin. Why? Now this is like sit tight. This is this is this is because when the Torah is in the category of Kaf Achas, when it's in the Yod HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then the Torah does not have the ability to transform a chayfetz, a physical object, to a chayfetz shal mitzvah. This is only possible when a Yid is mekabel v'tayra and the mitzvahs, and he effectuates them in practical manner. When you talk about the term mitzvahs as they are by themselves, they are the playthings of Hashem. And when they're given through the hands of Hashem, they don't bring down Kiddusha in the world in a way that remains in the future. Kefisha ben Chamesh kvar lamad, just like the ben Chamesh Lamik already learned. Sheyiridas hashchina al harsinai loy kava ba Kiddusha la'asid. That when Hashem shchina came down on harsinai, it did not establish a future Kedusha on that mountain. And when the Shefer stopped blowing, when Hashem's presence was removed, then everybody was allowed to go back on the mountain. Before that, they weren't allowed to. They weren't even allowed to approach the parameter. But afterwards, yes. Ach becholzeis in the brackets. The Rebbe says, but still in all, kevon shebeshas matan teira chushrisa kedusha lahar, because during matan teira there was holiness that rested on the mountain. Ashalachein hanegia bahar meisumas. Therefore, anybody who would even touch the mountain would die. Leficha chaisa hakaf mizahav. Therefore, the spoon that correlates with Hashem giving the teira. 
although it doesn't have the power to transform in a way that would remain into the future, but it's hinted at in a golden spoon, which is a kli yakar, a very precious vessel. It's like the precious vessels that were made out of silver that were delineated before this, but even more. So this represents a higher level of preparation for what was to come, which was the chai, the animals. That through Tera Mitzvahs, we can transmute, transmute and transform the inanimate to something that lives. The pedestrian, the whole, the everyday to something that is holy and sublime. Tess, lefia amor le'il. So based on everything that was said above, shahatayra mitzad atzma eina nir mezes besukachai. So the Taira, as the Taira itself, as the Taira is the plaything of Hashem, as the Taira is given from Hashem, this does not allude to the level of the living. And now we can understand, based on this, Yuvon Atudim Kvasim. Now we're in a better position to understand what Rashi brings on the three categories of animals. He's not bringing a second illusion. As you would think he was doing by listing six things. Because as explained, the Torah itself can't be alluded to through something that is living. Ella, but rather, the three kinds of animals are in the main alluding to three kinds of Jews. But which Jews is it alluded to? Or Jews, in what situation does it allude to? But it's the Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim, Davka, as they are united with and through the three parts of Tanakh. So, really, we're not talking about six things. Remember, that was one of the questions. How could three hint at six? No, the Rebbe says it's three things. It's the Kehanim, the Levim, and the Yisraelim as they are united through the three dimensions of the Torah. And this is a continuation of Rashi told us before. This is a continuation of what Rashi said about the Zevach Shlomim Bokar Shnayim. Why two? Shlomim, 
it's connected Moshe and Aaron. And what did Moshe and Aaron do? They brought shalom between Yisrael and their father in heaven. Moshe and Aaron brought peace, and to connection, between B'nai Yisrael and Hashem, and how did they do this? So it's the same idea as what Rashi says afterwards, that the three types of animals are connected, the Kehanim, Levim, and Yisraelim, as they are united through the Torah Nevi'im Exum. Ve'hayoisim shal gimel haminim elim atudim kvasim, karbonis shlomim. And because these animals were brought as karbonis shlomim, he ha'ichacha lekach shehim k'neged kahanim levim v'yisraelim. And so this proves that they are actually an allusion to Kehanim Levim Yisraelim v'loi be'etzim ha'yosim Yehudim ela kafishim muchadim betera. That it's an allusion to the Kehanim and Levim in Yisraelim, not as they are quote Jews, but the way in which they're united through Torah. Sha'al yedekach nasa shalom v'chibor b'neim levein avim shabashamayim. These animals were brought as karbanish shlomim, which alludes to the idea of the shalom that they brought between them and Hashem. Yud lefizeh. So now, based on what we now understand, move on gam hemshach perish Rashi shala achan. So now we can understand what Rashi does next when he says, I mean, when he says, and without skipping a beat, he continues in the same continuum without a new Dibar Hamashil. And he says, and so he continues to say that the five animals times three different species of animals are connected, and he brings three different things that are five, the five chumashim, the five dibras that were on one luach, and the five dibras on the other luach. This is written in one continuum, umikach muvan, and from this is understood, that in the three cohorts of five, Rashi is not bringing here new things, but rather what he's doing now with the Shalosh Chamishiyas is further explanation on the Torah Nevi'im and Ksuvim, which unite the, the Kehanim Levi'im and Yisraelim. And how does he do this? Kedei lahadgish. This is in order to underscore shemidubar kan alatayra that what's being alluded to here in this part is about the tayra kefishehi miskabelas al yidei yisrael o misachedes imam. Earlier, the kaf achas was alluding to the tayra the way it comes down from Hashem. Now, remember, this was one of the questions. Why do we have to have two different karbanas that allude to the Torah? And why do we have to have two different allusions to the Sarah Sadibris? But the Rebbe says, because 
earlier it was alluding to the way the Torah is mitzat Hashem. Now it's midubarkan al al Yisrael. Now it's talking about the Torah, the way in which it is received by Bnei Yisrael, imam, and becomes one with them. Like not like above when we talked about the one spoon, that this is alluding to the Torah, the way it's given from Hashem. But now we're talking about another thing that the Nesim brought. They brought these three different types of animals. And five of each animal. The kaf achas is pointing to the absolute unity of the Torah, as it is when Hashem gives it. Now, the three different types of animals, specifically in the number five, allude to the differentiation, to the plurality, to the multifariousness that is found in Torah mitzvahs. The way it's given from Hashem, it's one complete Torah. And, and now again, the Rebbe is answering the question, why did we have to have two allusions to Aseris HaDibris? Why was the Kaf why did it weigh the same weight as ten shkolim? Because it was alluding to the way in which we have a, a teaching that all the sersa dibras were said bedibor echad in one time. The Ebrish just said all the sersa dibras. It talks to the to the completeness, to the wholeness, to the to the way in which the Torah is echad. It's one thing. And now we can understand why in the deeper Hamaschil, even though the Rebbe didn't ask this earlier, but now he's explaining, why does Rashi bring down the word Achas? When seemingly in his parish, he's only explaining the illusion that's found in the word Kaf. But why does he bring down in the deeper Hamaschil the word Achas? Because we know the Rebbe taught us and every Rashi Sicha that every word of the Dibra Maschil is part of the parish. Through this, Rashi is underscoring that the first parts of what the Nasiim brought is alluding to the way it is a wholeness and a oneness. And it includes Aseris HaDibras, and it includes the 613 mitzvahs, but it's all included in one. It's only when we accept the Torah, when B'nai Yisrael are the Torah. It's only when we accept the Torah mitzvahs. That's when you begin to feel the divisions. You begin to feel the multiplicity. 
you begin to understand that there's five chumashim. And every chumash has its own content and it has its own concepts. And in mitzvahs, there's differentiation. There's aser sadibras. And then there's a kol tayyeh mitzvahs bechlal aser sadibras And then you have the way the 613 mitzvahs are included in aser sadibras. In other words, yeshnam shnei sugim. In a lot, a lot of sikhs, the Rebbe speaks about how there's the, there's a tzad hamishutav, there's the, there's the, um, the way in which all mitzvahs have a singular um, theme about them. And that is that it's a mitzvah from Hashem. And then there's all the differentiation. There's mitzvahs asay, there's mitzvahs lesesay, there's mitzvahs that are done in Eretz Yisrael, there's mitzvahs that are done in Oltum Chutz Laaretz, there's mitzvahs that are done in Golos, and there's mitzvahs that are done only in time of Beis Hamidrash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are all the different <clears throat> differentiations. And this is all, Zois Umas, this is all different, this is all in contradiction to the Aseris Hadibras from Mitzvahs Kafishanit Nualidei Kadesh Baruch not contradiction, the word is not contradiction, but this is all juxtaposed against the way that Sarah said Dibbers and the mitzvahs were given by Hashem. They're alluded to in the one spoon that weighed Asara Zahav. But not two times five, because in two times five, you already have an illusion to differentiation. Because on the level of kaf achas asarazov, ain bahem is chalkos. There's no differentiation. Elakulam mitzius achas kaf achas. But it's all one thing, one mitzius, one entity. I don't know, I can't help after learning a sikh like this. I always think to myself, is this like the story of Rabbi Akiva that was shown? I mean, the Moshe Rabbeinu was shown Rabbi Akiva teaching and, and Moshe Rabbeinu got weak because he didn't understand what Rabbi Akiva was saying. And then when one of Rabbi Akiva's students asked him, how do you know this? He said, it's it's halacha l'mayshe misina. So I'm thinking if Rashi was listening in to this class, would Rashi become weak and say, wait, well, how come I don't understand my own commentary? Um, but the Rebbe says, this is what Rashi taught us. It's Rashi, Rashi taught us this. But um, I have to admit that this is not the kind of Rashi that would, I don't know, twinkle at me. L'chatchila. And it'll just be like, you know, okay, whatever. And uh, this is a whole a whole different level of understanding what, what Rashi is doing here, as always. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Halfway through, I thought I'll never get this. Well, because halfway through is just the questions. And then yeah. the Rebbe took one theme and, and tied it all together. Amazing, amazing.
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. My greatest pleasure. Thank you. Same feeling all the way through until the very end. And then you have the feeling that from the Abishta's point of view, any mitzvah we do, it's all the same. We're serving the Abishta. That that's what's coming to me now. The, the, the examples of, of being in Siberia and not being able to do whatever, but being able to serve. It doesn't, what's the difference? I'm serving the Abishta where I am now. That, that's what's coming to me here. Yeah. To me, I think the, the most magical part was that. It's only through us, us tiny little here today, gone tomorrow, limited with all of our imperfections that that the Torah becomes high, that the Torah is able to transform the Gashmias. Only. I feel the same as you do. The same. What a responsibility we have after all. Yeah. After all the the Abish just took such detailed, detailed process of bringing it all down to us. Every single little tiny, tiny. Oh, it's mind blowing. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so much. A lot of responsibility and a lot yeah. of privilege. Yeah. But keep smiling. Keep Abish smiling. really trusts us. <laughs> we can't we can't drop the ball here we have no choice yeah he has no choice he did it he planned it that's We're right here. that's right thank you so much wishing everybody a good week and cold tov amen amen yes amen. somebody somebody said something okay cold tov everybody